0: This is episode 43 of Essential Oils by Design. You're listening to Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Nani Chisere and Roz Isbell, and there are three things we are both passionate about, essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives.
1: Hi, Roz. Hi, Nani.
0: So today, the topic that we're going to talk about is why you might not resonate with your design. And Roz is going to kick us off. (laughs) So
1: the reason that we wanted to speak about this topic today is because what's been happening a little bit lately, as human design is becoming more and more popular and as people are learning more about the fact that it even exists, what we're finding is that some people are saying, Oh, no, that's not me. That I don't resonate with that at all. And we wanted to talk today about why that might happen because there really are a number of reasons why it might happen. We need to really clarify what might be going on for you. If You're not resonating with your design. And I want to kick off with perhaps the most important and the most obvious one that we might not think about, and that is whether or not your chart is correct. If your chart is not correct, if your time of birth is not accurate, there's a good chance that the chart won't be accurate. And I've seen it happen, you know, where there's just been a minute difference and you go from being a manifesting generator to a projector or a generator to a reflector. So you need to be sure that the time of birth is accurate. And if you don't have an accurate time of birth, there are ways of rectifying a chart. There are ways of working out what is correct, but it's really super important that that birth data is right, that that even your birthday is correct and i know that sounds funny but you know sometimes birth records haven't been kept particularly well so do bear that in mind your date and time of birth have to be very accurate so that's number 1 the next thing and perhaps one of the biggest issues you know outside of having an accurate birth time is conditioning so what do we mean by conditioning conditioning is where you have been influenced by things outside of you, usually people, people as in well-meaning parents, teachers, bosses, friends, people telling you that you should be a certain way, that you should behave in a certain way, that you should do things in a certain way, you should be doing more than you are or even doing less than you are, depending on who it is that's having an influence on you. So be very aware of what's going on for you from a conditioning perspective and make sure that when you are saying to yourself, no, that's not me, that it really isn't you, because it may well be that something's being covered up.
0: I would have to say that I thought that I was a manifesting generator for most of my life. And I probably double-checked my chart a couple of times, but found out that my parents and another person in my family that I grew up with are all manifesting generators. So I think I just grew up in the energy and then continued with it. I do have will-center energy, which might push me through doing more things than I actually really want to be doing. That might have been part of it. So we're going to talk more about how there's multiple Places in the chart that can cause you to feel like you're something else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, but just be very mindful of the fact that, especially in those open centers, and Nani's just talking about having a defined will making you do things, but especially in those open centers, you can be vulnerable to thinking you are something that you are not. And this is this is the beauty of understanding human design is you finally get to know the real you. And as you slip into the understanding of the real you, all of a sudden you go, Oh, yes, finally I've come home. I know how I'm supposed to behave. I know the speed that I'm supposed to be going at. And you have the opportunity to, you know, live life the way that you're supposed to be living it. Hopefully. For a lot of us, as we start to do these self awareness exercises, we start to lean into what feels right for us. We start to become more comfortable with using our energy correctly, but it still is something that you really need to consider. Another thing that I sometimes see with people that I talk to about human design is that they want to be something other than they are. So we're talking specifically about the five types here. And it's funny, a lot of people want to be manifestors. And of course, manifestors are are quite rare. They're only 9% of the population. The reason they want to be manifestors or they think they are manifestors is because manifestors are the only type that can get an idea. And if it feels right, just do it. 89% of us can't do that. But so many of us think that we are manifesting and, and the use of the word manifesting makes us all think that we're manifestors, I suppose, because you know there's so much talk out there of, of going and, and manifesting something, making it happen. Well, yes, that's exactly what manifesting is. But the fact that you can manifest something does not automatically make you in human design parlance, a manifester. So if you're not a manifester, please don't be disappointed. Being a manifester when you are in alignment is an amazing thing. But being a manifester when you're not in alignment is really tough. It's a really hard gig. So be okay if you're not a manifester.
0: It's true. The manifestors that I know that haven't totally tuned into their inner knowing and are aligned with really manifesting struggle a lot to try to figure out what it is that they're supposed to be what spark are they are are they to follow or if they don't even know about human design other things could come in into play like an open emotional solar plexus where you care what others think and so you're doubly worried about oh is that idea going to be followed by all these people but really when you're a manifester you're just supposed to go with your spark inform people and then the right people will come along but there's a lot of different nuances that can play into that energy.
1: Absolutely. And Nani, I know a lot of people, when they find out they're a generator, they go, oh, no, I don't want to be a generator. (laughs) Have you heard that? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, they they feel disappointed. I don't know whether it's because generators are the most common and they're still only 36% of the population. They're not even, you know, four out of every 10 people. But there is this, um, this feeling that being a generator is, you know, oh, well, I'm not very unique. I'm not very different. And in actual fact, everyone is incredibly different. If you look at your human design chart, you know how different you are. It's just that we get divided into these five different types and being a generator, is really cool, especially if you are responding. If you're responding to things in your external reality, you don't need to do anything. Else, except respond, except for, to wait for things to show up. I think one of the things about being a generator is the terminology that we use. We talk about being a builder or a worker, and people think, "Oh no, I don't want to be a builder or a worker." <laughs> but what that does is it allows you to have this energy that the non-sacral people, who we love very much, our projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. It allows the generator types, to do so much more than other people can.
0: I think something that we were just talking about, Raz and I, is that when you're a non-sacral type, a projector, a or reflector, there's a different word to use for how your, your energy works, and it's more like being or being in life and the sacral types, the generator, manifesting generator, are doing types. And neither one is bad. We need both. And I don't, I mean, I don't know how everyone feels, but I can tell you for myself that I have this innate feeling of needing to do. I need to move my body. Yeah, I need to just move things. I need to do things to figure out if they're the right things. I would say even when I was younger or I'm thinking of like in college to pick which vacation you're going on. Maybe it's outside of college. Maybe you didn't have money in college. (laughs) but um, So you're picking your first vacation. My vacations that I picked for a long time were definitely not beach vacations where you get to go relax although now i totally appreciate them and have come to an understanding of what they can do for you but even innately i was like oh i got to go on a vacation where i'm like walking and hiking and moving and doing different things but there's value in being projectors are here to be i mean all the non-sacral types are but for in particular the projectors are here to like hold the energy template together so that we can move into a new era of energy that's coming. And maybe I'm getting out of resonating, but I think some of this is just like maybe looking back at your life and just seeing where things resonated. On the other hand, I have a projector friend who totally doesn't resonate with being a projector because a lot of times people are talking about being burned out as a projector and that can happen of course and you need to protect your energy and find the right people but when you find the right people and you're in like you're in something that you're invited into you can act like a manifester and your energy can be big and I mean so if you're a projector that's in the right field so she has a PhD in child psychology and she's in the field that she is very passionate about. She is respected for her guidance. Like She's in the true projector role, and I'm hoping we can talk to her on a podcast sometime in the future. But she has set up her life to help balance the projector energy. She she lives more out in the country, so there's more open space around her. And I don't know, there's different things in her life that could be just really helping her tune in and resonate with her authentic self. And so you can have energy just from that. I would love to talk to her more about it because of course, I'm just seeing my outside perception on it, but she has told me before, like I hear about, you know, the burnout and I just, I don't feel that. So
1: yeah, I think that's such an interesting point to make because One of the things that I learned very early on in my study of human design was that an aligned projector is, I think the actual words were an aligned projector is a thing of beauty. I mean, seriously, an aligned projector is just incredible. And when projectors get invited to do things, energy comes with that invitation. It only lasts as long as the invitation does, but it's there. As Nani said, you can behave like a manifester and you have energy to get the work done provided you've been recognized. The energy kind of comes pre-packaged with the invitation, with the correct invitation. So if you are a projector and you're not feeling it, if you think, no, I do have plenty of energy, then it's probably because you're doing really, really well. Good on you. There's a few other places that um, projectors and non-sacral people can get. Extra energy. Do you want to talk about that now, Nani?
0: Yes, I do.
1: (laughs) Do you want me to talk about it now?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, are you? I'm assuming you're referring to the centers, just really tuning into the openness that you have and the definition that you have in each center, because you really, I mean, for everyone, but in particular for the projector, is very important because. If you're not resonating with the energy that you have and like maybe you're taking in energy in your open centers and amplifying it and thinking it's yours, you're not attracting the tribe of people that you want with you. <laughs> I'm assuming like manifestor, that would be the a different example. If you're not resonating and you're like acting out a conditioned self, because manifestors for sure have an open sacral, but they probably have open other open centers as well you might be leading the wrong people and like wasting your energy and reflectors can actually get sick. I know reflectors around me that when they're in an environment that is, I mean, they're totally open. All the centers are open and you're in an environment that's bad. Say it's at work or something like that. You're taking in all this conditioning. You're probably thinking a lot of it's yours. I mean, I can totally see how reflectors don't resonate Necessarily with who they are until they've learned more about human design because I mean, you're sampling energy all the time, which can be very exciting. It's a gift. You like wake up and are surprised every day with different energies, but it can be really hard to figure out your own resonance. There's, of course, tricks and tips for helping that, like having the right environment and like taking breaks and taking time away from other people. And if it's not the right environment, getting out of it or working from home or whatever, if, if it was a work situation. Roz, do you have some more to add?
1: So, yeah, I do, especially with a projector. As you were saying, there's certain centres that can make a projector do more than they're supposed to do, and the will centre is one It can make all of us do more than we are designed to do. So if you're a projector with a will centre, you will have this lifelong habit of Pushing yourself and using that willpower to get things done that you might not have the actual physical energy to do. So just be aware of that. If you have the gate 34 and you're a projector or a reflector, and to a lesser extent, a manifester, if you have the gate 34 coming off your open sacral, that will make you feel busy. It will make you feel like you have a lot to do. It will make you feel like you can't sit still. Potentially,
0: yeah. yeah, I have the open route, so that also can make me feel like that, yeah, or like, yeah. like a manifesting generator,
1: yeah, yeah. The open route, absolutely. The open route that's the one that gives you that really long to do list that you can't kind of relax until you've completed. And guess what? You never ever complete it, <laughs> so you are always busy, busy, busy trying to get things done. So, imagine a projector with the gate 34 coming off there open sacral so the 34 comes off the upper left side of the sacral energy center an open root which is the bottom square so that's going to be white as well as the the sacral center and then a defined will center now there you've got a person who actually doesn't have a lot of energy who thinks they have to do a lot who feels compelled to do a lot, who has the will to do a lot. And so we come along and say, well, you're a projector. You're supposed to not be doing very much. You're supposed to be guiding and managing and directing everyone else. And when they first hear that, it can sometimes come as a bit of a shock. So just little things like that you need to be aware of that, Everyone's design is unique and it will be having an effect on how they are designed. I mean, another example, you know, the complete opposite is you could be a manifesting generator and get told that you are here to do lots of things and you've got lots of energy and you know you want to be going all the time, doing all the time. And you think, no, I don't really. And then we look at your chart and you've got a defined root center, which is kind of that non-stressy energy that kind of laid back energy in some cases and you've also got the gate 52 and the gate 52 can be a kind of a couch potato energy it can have you just sitting on the couch doing nothing just contemplating it's the energy I love the description in the Chinese I Ching of the mountain it's the energy of the mountain the wise ancient mountain that people go to, to ask questions of, or to, you know, to, to worship. And the energy of the mountain can be the mountain sitting on the couch, not wanting to do anything. So having those two things in your chart can, not always, but can have an effect on the way you feel.
0: I have another Manifesting generator example of a configuration that can lead to that. I know a 2034 super powerful manifesting generator who is on the roof plus hermit energy. So, six two, both right now are more integrative. And as well, if you have all that power and you're not doing the right things, and like Roz is saying, the person has a, a root connected to their sacral. And so when the, when, you know, that one pulses on and off the pressure from the root. So when the pulse is off, you're doing the wrong things. You want to hermit and integrate. You might look from the outside like a different type. Yeah, exactly. Or you might feel bad about yourself. I'm, I'm not saying that not having energy should make you feel bad about yourself, but when you're manifesting generator and people are telling you, you should be doing all these things and you should have all this energy. And then you don't then it can cause you to feel bad about yourself. But really what we're trying to say here is that when you tune in to what your true energy is for yourself, then you, and you feel like you can resonate, then you can start to pull yourself out of the burnout or whatever.
1: Yeah. And, And another one that comes up too, and this is more gate related. So, you know, you're in the middle of a human design reading and the specialist says to you, oh, you've got the gate 42, you're very good at finishing things. And I've had this happen several times. And the person that I'm talking to says, no, I'm not. I'm terrible at finishing things. And what we can track it back to, there's a couple of things potentially going on. One could be that it's the very fact that they have the gate 53, which is the gate of starting things, and the electromagnetic of the 42. So, just to explain, the 42 comes off the sacral, it's the bottom left corner of the sacral leading down towards the root. The 53 comes from the root up to the sacral in that same channel. So, when you get those two together, you've got the channel of starting and finishing things. But if you've only got one of them, then the opposite can be a challenge under normal circumstances but i often hear people who have the gate 42 the gate of finishing things say to me i can't finish anything and it could be because they're not following their strategy properly they're trying to initiate things rather than than wait to respond or wait for an invitation or wait until it feels right and therefore they can't finish it because they're not starting it correctly or it could also be the fact that they're amplifying the gate of starting things, the opposite one. So somebody in their family, where they grew up, potentially, might have the gate of starting things, mm. the gate 53. And all they do, all they've done all of their, you know, formulative years when they've been in the other person's energy is amplify it and think that they're really good at starting things, but not so good at finishing things. So, you know, that kind of comes back to that conditioning, of course, but I think it's a really, it's really important that you understand that the chart, if the birth information is correct, and I know, you know, You've got to trust Nani and I on this and anyone else who understands human design. But the chart doesn't lie. It really doesn't. This is who you are. And what we need to do is dig a bit deeper and find out what might've been going on for you so that hopefully you can reach that level of comfort with what's going on and say, well, actually I am designed to get things finished. That's so
0: cool. I can finish things, but only if I go about them correctly. So yeah, there's just another
1: example of that.
0: I have another thing that came up for me that I've had people tell me they don't either just don't understand or don't resonate with. And it's the tribal emotional wave because we learn that the emotional waves have like ups and downs and it takes a long time for clarity and all of that. But they can't, because it's like such a small wave, they can't necessarily identify with the ups and downs. So it's very hard to resonate with it. But Roz, you have all three waves <laughs> all three emotional waves so maybe i don't know if you can identify with that one at all i know that it has to do with it being like kind of ignited by relationships or yeah. people that you're yeah. you're around
1: it's so funny i mean i have spent a few years now working with my waves and i think i've just about got them sorted out and i think what happens for me is a lot of them do get cancelled out but i do live with people who have tribal waves only tribal waves and yes it 's very much based around what 's going on in your tribe, so in your family, with the people that you spend most of your time with and it's also and it depends there 's a couple of tribal waves and they 're both quite different, but there are ups and downs, and they can be feel quite small, and if everything's going well, you can almost feel like there is no wave but when things aren't going so well, man, do you know about it? And so it's it's all in the way that it's explained to you, I think, and in the way that you do some reverse engineering back through your life and remember things that have happened to you and how you felt about them at the time. It's a complex thing, human design. I mean, it's, it's, deliciously simple and yet it's incredibly complex as well so it's both things at the same time and I think I know I talk a lot to to my clients about having a degree of trust because some of this stuff is new and you have to trust but once you do that and you start to live your design that's when things start to flow beautifully for you when you start to follow your strategy when you start to be who you are and if you're a generator type, do who you are as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I just wanted to take a moment to offer a couple essential oils for, I would say it's the deconditioning piece, like letting go of what you, yeah, it's kind of like dissolving what's not yours and detoxing similar to what we do in, in our physical body or life. So one of the ones that helps your body can also help with this. And that's lemon essential oil. And that one is, I would say all the citrus oils are very good at kind of dissolving things and also boosting your vibration, I guess, so that you can kind of move from the the shadow side of something to the more positive side. I think I I got a question from someone before about if the suggestions for essential oils that we have are like replacing energies that you don't have in your chart, like maybe not defined and that maybe that you're not doing the hard work and you're just using the oils to get out of doing some of that work. But I I don't see it that way. I see them as like helpers. They're kind of holding kind of like a band-aid for the energy for you. I don't know, it's just this vibrational medicine that can help hold things for you while you start to shed what you don't want or boost what you do want. I see the oils that you use for letting go of stuff, not only like dissolving it, but it's like a boost at the same time. So it's, it's almost like you get an amplified effect of it. But anyways, that's just my two cents about the using the essential oils.
1: Yeah, I think there's stuff like this. Support. Yeah, they just they support you. They, like Nani said, they they hold things together while you get yourself sorted, and they hold a vibration for you to gently slip into. It's, that's how the plants work. And from my perspective, I think a beautiful oil for helping with this trust thing that can be a bit of an issue sometimes if you're struggling to recognize you in your human design is geranium. Geranium oil is a beautiful oil. It's it's the oil of love and trust and just helping you to trust that this is who you are. And once again, you know, making sure that you've got the right birth chart is going to be a huge huge factor here, but I think having the trust in the fact that it is correct and just sinking into it, feeling into it, knowing that if you follow this strategy, that is your strategy, then it's going to work. And look, you know what, if you follow your strategy to the letter and you can be 100% confident in the fact that you've done that and it's not working for you, I've never heard of that happen, but let's assume that there's the possibility, of course, that it might happen, then don't use it. Use what feels good to you. It's just come into our outer reality and it's something that we felt the need to respond to that sometimes people feel like it's not them and there are absolutely legitimate reasons for that happening. We wanted to perhaps bring some of those things to the fore so that you could perhaps look
0: at what was going on for you and see if any of this stuff resonated for you. The last thing that I wanted to talk about is it just came to my mind because it's part of what I've been going through as I've been deconditioning and really settling in and resonating for myself? Is this, I don't know if boundaries is the right word, but for me, it feels like energetic boundaries. And it came to me because I was thinking of essential oils and On Guard and Clove are really good essential oils for boundaries. But as you're going through this, you know, the whole world is conditioned. And so when you start tuning into yourself, you're going to be asked to act like conditioning, (laughs) like everyone else is still conditioned and they're just living their life, but you're trying to tune in. And so some of the things that you had in your head or your heart that you thought were true because that's what you were told at the time and you like took it in and held on to it, and now you're finding out that it may it may need a little tweak or it may need a big tweak. So some of it's about having boundaries about, no, this is right for me, so I'm going to do this. And you almost have to have kind of a thicker skin when you're going through it because people are going to put their beliefs on you. And you probably can see this the most in families because families you've spent a lot of your life living a certain way together or I guess friends can come and go so maybe it's not quite as apparent there but it can it can happen as well Um but anyways I just want to put that out there because that's definitely what we're talking about right now you know it's, it's a very positive energy that we're working towards but there are some things that you have to go through as you work your way through it to figure it out. Yeah, that's for sure.
1: A couple of other things that could be affecting what's going on for you and your chart. I know we've talked about this in several episodes. In fact, a couple of episodes back, we talked about the unconscious and the conscious, the red and the black in the chart and the unconscious, which is the red stuff the red numbers, the red gates in your chart, they can sometimes be a little bit difficult to identify with, especially in those years pre-40. So while you are working up to the grown-up age of 40, you're not necessarily aware of your unconscious design. Other people know that it is who you are, but you don't necessarily know. I won't go into too much detail about this, but just be wary that there could be some things about your human design that come about because of the unconscious part of your design. And it might pay to do some questioning, not only of yourself, but of those around you. You know, am I like this? Is this who I am? And very often where you don't think you're like that, you actually are. And, and another thing that we need to consider too is who or how you are actually getting your human design information. Because there is a lot of stuff out there now. And Nani and I can attest to the fact that the growth in the popularity of human design has been exponential over the last probably 18 months, I'd say, especially the last six months. It's just gone crazy, which is wonderful. We love it. You know, that's that's the idea is to spread the word about human design. Because once everybody understands their design, then the world can get on with what it's know, all about and we can do what we're here to do. But there are some people who perhaps don't know a lot about it. They might be telling you that you're something and when in actual fact, you find out a bit more about it. What they've said is not necessarily an accurate description. You might have an energy described to you and it doesn't resonate. And yet there's Often, a few different parts to an energy. From my own personal experience as a human design professional, I do readings for people and I will sometimes say, Well, you have this energy. And they'll say, Oh, no, no, I don't feel that at all. And then I'll say, Well, okay, what about if I explain it to you like this? And I'll explain it in another way. And they'll say, Oh, yes, that makes sense. So it can be in the explanation. Of the energies and you just want to be mindful of where you're getting your information from that it is somebody who does truly understand what they're talking about because the difference between having a great human design reading and a not so great human design reading can be the difference between you thinking human design is the most magical amazing life-changing life navigation tool you've ever come across and thinking it's a load of garbage, and it's that plain and simple. So just be very careful of, about where you're getting your information from. You know, you could be having the low expressions of energies described to you when you're fully exhibiting the high energies, or vice versa. So there's a lot of a lot of intricacies to take into consideration when having. A human design, reading, or, or even when you're learning about it yourself, just you know, from watching things on online or reading things online or chatting to people about it. So just bear that in mind.
0: We're just going to leave you with a blend that we have named Resonate. We're going to have to tell doTERRA to come up with this blend too. But the the blend that we have for you consists of lemon essential oil, frankincense, and lavender. So the the blend is four drops of lemon, four drops of lavender, and two drops of frankincense. And then you put them in a 10 mil roller bottle and you add the fractionated coconut oil. And then you have a blend called Resonate by Essential Oils by Design. (laughs) And Roz is going to tell you a little bit more about why we put those in there. As Nani said,
1: lemon is a beautiful oil for for focusing and lavender is going to, to calm you and center you and bring you back to this space where you're actually ready to receive and you're ready to be at peace with what it is that this incredible information is telling you. And then frankincense. Frankincense is going to amplify the lemon and the lavender It's going to do its own beautiful magic. It's going to increase the vibration of the oil blend and help you to sort of float into your human design. And I don't want to use the word resonate. (laughs) I want to come up with another word, but it's going to help you to resonate with your human design. So those three oils together they're going to amplify one another. And when you wear them, they are going to help you to resonate with, with who it is that you are. With this beautiful blueprint that you signed up for before you came here. I'm sorry if I'm losing some of you, but you know, that's the thing, right? This is what this beautiful chart is all about, it's a map of who you are. It's a map of who you decided you wanted to be in this life. And we want you to resonate with that as quickly and as easily and as powerfully as possible. So try that blend. If you are struggling with resonating with your human design and you know what, try it. Even if not, I'm going to try it. Me too. (laughs) So that brings us to the end of this particular um, episode. episode. So that brings us (laughs) to the end of this particular episode. Thank you very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. We would love it if you would leave us a review. We would Mm -hmm. really appreciate it. And we do so much appreciate the reviews that have already been left for us. Thank you so much. So if you are interested in knowing about what Nani and I do, you can check out our website. Nani's website is humandesigntools.com, and mine is findyournaturalgroove.com. We both have human design businesses, and we both have essential oil businesses. So, until next time, when we chat again, bye, Nani.
0: Bye, Roz, Bye, everyone.